Welcome to the Hey Sanat podcast. I'm your host, Sanat Janeski, and I'm here to have real life conversations about the things that we need to hear, but don't really like to talk about. So tune in each week as we laugh and cry our way to a new perspective. Now let's get started. Hello, I am joined today with Taryn Watts, the founder of the Mind Rebel Academy, the very same academy that I did my life coaching course with and really transformed my life. So Taryn is here with us today, and we are going to talk about what exactly does it mean to live authentically? Welcome, Taryn. Thank you so, 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 so much for having me. It's such a joy to be here with you. To be honest, it's it's a dream. Like <laughs> it's a dream of mine. I'm so happy that you're here. I can't believe it's actually happening. And just to see how far we've both come since I was in class last. Right. Yeah. And I, I've been really promoting the fact that I'm living authentically now and like I've stepped into my authenticity, but I don't know if people really know what that means. And when I first reached out to you or we we connected the first time about where I was at in my life and what I wanted why I wanted to go into coaching. I said, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm at a crossroads. I've made some changes in my life, but I'm not fully able to show up as me yet. And I just want to be authentic. And you said you are in the right place. Cause this is it. Yes. <laughs> and I, I, you know, I love your story and your, your, your journey, your unfoldment, because you actually use the words, I want to live an authentic life. Most people don't, like most people come to the, the MRA, they don't use those words. Like they don't know. There's something they're looking for. There's something that's missing. There's something they're not happy with. But they don't, they don't use those words that I, I want to live an authentic life, right? And so sometimes when we use words like, live authentically. It's, it's almost like I don't, people don't even know what that means. Exactly. So I love this conversation so that we get to really, based on your experience and my lived experience, we can actually show people what it means to, and, and how things change when you live an authentic life. Massive changes. I think for me, it was the reason I felt like I needed, I wanted to live authentically was I had made these changes in growth and I was on my own growth and self-love journey. And I felt like I was shedding who I used to once be, but everything in my life was still the same. And so I was at this like crossroad of I've changed, but nothing else around me has changed. And so I feel like I I don't know how to show up as this new version of myself or who I'm going to be. And I didn't know how to allow myself to dream up the idea of who this authentic version of myself was. And then I was able to do that in the MRA practitioner's training. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I, did, I just didn't know, but I it was this feeling of like, I'm not fully showing up as myself, as this new version of myself that is doing healing. Right. It's almost like it's it's like the difference from like knowing something in our mind and then totally embodying it in our bodies and in our being and and then because that you're you're so right so now it's like it starts in the mind it's like the awareness is in the mind that the changes the healing all of the things are happening inside of us and then there's this extra step of now I'm going to embody this in the world. And I'm going to embody this in the same life (laughs) that I've been living. Right. And that, that is, has been created around me when I was this older version of Sana over here. That's exactly it. It's like, how do I, how do I remain in my relationship? My marriage was a big one. And I talked about that early on. And I said, like, I want to to be able to shift into this new version of myself in this relationship, because I'm not going anywhere. Like I don't want, that's not what I want. I just want to know how do I show up in this? And also with my friends and family around me, it's like, how do you, right. Yeah. And your story is so beautiful because you, you know, you, you started to make this embodiment and these changes and step in and do the work and all the things. And then all of the, you know, your relationships started to transform your, 
your, your relationships with others, your marriage, your, all of these things started to, to slowly, but surely transform and almost rearrange around you mirroring who you were becoming in the world. That's exactly it. It starts with the permission we have to, like, I had to give myself permission to dream up this idea of what I want for my life. And I think that is the hardest aspect of it is like allowing yourself the permission, right? You get to decide, right? You get to decide what you want to create for your life. You get to decide your dream. You get to decide the vision in this one life we have to live. Like that's a big statement, whether you believe we have, you know, lives after this, which we may, who knows, but we don't remember them. We don't remember. We don't remember (laughs) that thing. So it's like, we just have this one chance. This is it. This is it. This is it right here, right now for so many of us, myself included before I allowed myself permission to dream. I was in the rat race of what I was supposed to do. And I went to university because that's what you're supposed to do. I got into, um, you know, I got a great job at a crown corporation right out of university. And because that's what you're supposed to do and got, you know, I, it was like everything that I was supposed to do. But, and like you, I was having all sorts of like internal, uh, doing all sorts of like internal healing and work on myself. I was still kind of stuck in this life that I had created this nine to five job that I was not passionate about, that I was, I was trying to fit myself into a structure that just did not work for me. Um, trying to convince myself that this is, but this is safe and you've got a pension and you've called the golden handcuffs. You know, those very well, right? In the depths of my being, there was a dream inside of me that at one point, almost felt too scary to even write on paper or say out loud. And it was scary because first, I didn't have a model of what that looked like in the world. I, there's no entrepreneurs in my family. There's no, like everyone went to school, got a job, retired, like did, the, did all the things. I didn't have a model for what breaking that norm would look like. And it was scary to even allow myself to dream that big Mostly because what if I did and it didn't come true? What if I allowed myself to feel that vulnerable and that like excited even, and that like exposed, like what if I allowed myself to believe that this could be my reality? I could one day be a, you know, at the time, the biggest dream was to be an entrepreneur, to be a coach, to get my kids on and off the bus every day, to um, be the, to be, you know, making torrents of income and breaking my own glass ceilings of what could be possible in abundance, um, to be in charge of my own hours, to live in my dream home in the country with my family, to be able to retire my husband from his super dangerous construction job so that he could follow his dreams. Like these were all, and once I, but once I allowed myself like the little opening of the dream, it just like spilled out of me. It was just like, that's the biggest dream I could hold for my life. And it was, it was huge. It was waiting to come out. It was, it was like, it was wanting to be birthed through me. Yeah. That's what it feels like, right? It feels like it, I just did an episode about being born again. It feels like you're born again and yeah. not in a religious aspect, but in like who you are as a being. Completely. Yeah. Because the version of you, the version of me that lives inside that vision that I just described is very different than Mm -hmm. the version of me that was living inside that nine to five golden handcuffed, really fearful state of change, right? Like I I was so scared to change anything. Um, So you're right. It was a, it was, I was reborn into that version of me in that vision. Do you feel like some major event, life event has to happen in order for healing to start, because it does start with healing. Like you mentioned, right. It it absolutely does. 
I think that healing change, I think it happens in one of two ways. In one way, for some people, it can happen in a way where, you know, when you have this almost this like moment of insight or like something clicks, you're, you're inspired change. Like, oh my gosh, I, you know, this person over here is, is living her dream. Why can't I like something gets ignited inside of you? Like, I think that's one way change can be ignited. And I, I, I do think that when that igni- ignition of change is the beginning of a healing journey, because in order to step in from who we are today into where we want to be, that gap is a whole bunch of healing. <laughs> and it's a whole, it. right. Yeah. That yeah. gap is healing. That gap is unraveling layers. It's looking at old ways of being that no longer serve. It's, it's like uprooting, limiting beliefs. It's, it's the, it's the work. Right. And so I think that's one way is that, is that almost that, um, that inspiration, but the more common way is I think through pain and through breakdown and through, and for me, (laughs) because I'm stubborn, it has always been through pain and breakdown. It's been like, this is not working in my life anymore. Or something happens where it's like life is screaming at me to listen to those whispers. You know, my, my work situation had to get so incredibly toxic and bad for me to finally wake up and say, this can't work for me anymore. Right. (laughs) This can't, this can't work. I, I need to make a plan forward. And so I think it's, it's those two, it's, it's either one or the other. It's either a breakdown or, a, or, a, or an, an ins, inspiration to change. Yeah. For me, I can relate to the pain. <laughs> it was like, right. I, I can't no I can no longer work like nope. this. Like I, but yeah. we've been conditioned to have a plan and conditioned to make our choices make sense to everybody else. It's right. like, if you're going to leave this job, you have to have another job lined up. You'd be stupid not to. Yeah. And can you guarantee your income? And like, there's always this fear of, of having a good enough reason is my reason good enough? Yeah. And you better believe you're going to be met with people who are, when you're breaking outside of a societal norm, like leaving your nine to five to become an entrepreneur, to like follow your passion or follow your dream, you better believe people are going to look at you funny and they're going to project their limiting beliefs onto you. And that takes an enormous amount of courage and resilience to move through because no longer are is your are your choices being defined by all of these outside influences your choices are now being defined by something inside of your heart that is yearning you for that you can't even see yet that's scary it's so scary and i remember one day being so excited after one of our like our calls, our classes. And I was so excited and I was doing the dishes and I'm telling my husband, I'm going to quit the bank and I'm going to be a coach and I'm going to make six figures in my first year. Like I was just so passionate and excited. And he looked at me and he was like, okay, well, that's, it's a bit ambitious, you know, like six <laughs> figures is a lot. It takes a lot of hard work to get to six figures. And I was like, well, that limiting belief belongs to you. And I'm just going to keep it right over there. And so that was the first time that I actually would, was able to recognize somebody else's limiting belief and not even like, just push it so completely Mm, aside and not take it on. And I mean, my timeline was off. (laughs) That's okay. Most of our timelines are off to be on like almost all of my timelines have been off. Right. Um, And I think what's really important is that when you're tapping into a dream, it's the, it's like a creative birthing process. And it's like, there's something wanting to, it's like we tap into pieces of the dream and like, and then our minds quickly (laughs) want to, want to, want to create the whole pathway there and create all the house and all the timelines. And that's, that's where we sometimes get constricted in our dream because our, our minds, our minds are like, all right, I will trust this dream, but we need to know how every step of the way we need to know 
We need to map out the entire journey. I need to know that in one year, I will make six figures in my life coaching business. I will need to know, right? We, we, yes. we plug in all the hows. But in this, I really believe it's a co-creative process that we are co-creating with something far bigger than ourselves. And whatever people choose to call that, I'm just going to call it life, like the energy of life, just like make it really broad and really open. You can plug in whatever you want, but we are co-creating with this energy and wisdom of life that is far greater than us. And we're just like, that dream is like us tapping into what, what, what life wants for us. And, and our job is to get so clear on the vision and to take, you know, definitely steps forward, but our job that those hows, every step of the way, that's none of our business. It's not our business. It's not our job. In fact, when we map out every step of the way from, you know, beginning to retirement, like every step of the way, we, I, I, I truly believe we actually close ourselves off to the magic of life because we're trying to do it all on our own. And it feels hard. It is very hard and it takes a village. I've been yeah. saying this so often. It takes a village and we don't allow come back, coming back to the permission. We don't allow ourselves permission to use the resources around us. You know, when we, when we birth children, it takes a village and, yes. and like so many people contribute to the, the growth of this child, yeah. grandparents, parents, doctors, teachers, like, and everyone's in and, and it's allowed and it doesn't take away from the accomplishment accomplishment of it. But yet when it comes to ourselves, mm. we, we don't allow ourselves permission to reach out to coaches, to therapists, oh. to our, our friends and family and sharing like, Right. Support is what will, it's what will keep us on the path towards the vision. Without support, I don't think, actually, I can like confidently say I would not be where I am today without support. I couldn't do it on my own. I agree 100%. Why would we want to? Why would we want to? Like, it's all about our experience and like, what good is our vision if we're not experiencing with our loved ones? Right. And experiencing this newer, happier version of ourselves. Right. It wouldn't exist if we weren't experiencing it. Yeah. And you've created this beautiful, strong community within the mind rebel. Like what you've done is so extraordinary. I was nervous to join in a group of women that I didn't know and felt like I had to put on a performance because that's what I always resorted to. But I show up and I've never felt more seen or heard in my entire life with a group of strangers because you've created the safe space to just show up as you are, knowing that it's not permanent and you're not ever just going to be this one way. We're growing together. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like, isn't that the definition of authenticity? Like going back to what we began with that we show up in the world with each other and in our work with these masks on, like hiding our true selves, right? Like when I was in the corporate world, uh, my gosh, I couldn't show who I really, only with like, you know, my select few people that I was closest with, I could I ever show the true human that I was inside, right? Everything else I had to, I had to put this mask on. And we do that in our relationships. We do that in our friendships. We do that in our, some, sometimes even in our marriages, in our families, like we, we put these masks on and that is, that is not who we really are. And so, you know, what we try to call, what we cultivate in the, in the MRA is this, this authenticity that you come as you are and you are loved as you are, even if you are coming into circle, as you know, Sana, not as your best self, like not as your authentic self, right? (laughs) You are still loved for that and cherished and seen and heard because we hold each, we, we hold each, each person as whole, that whole capable, resourceful, and creative. 
no matter where we, how we are showing up. And, and, you know, the, the language that, you know, you and we use is sometimes we're in our rebel mind where we are inside of those limiting beliefs and inside of those old ways of being. And, 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 and sometimes we are in feeling in alignment and, and in our authentic selves and showing up and doing the work. And, and that's all is good. <laughs> like there's no bad. There is no bad and there's no judgment. Right. And that's, again, feeling seen and feeling heard, like you said, is the closest feeling to being loved. And when you are in that state of love is when you can move forward with your authentic self. And it doesn't mean not showing up with the baggage. It means coming with your baggage and saying, hey, I'm thankful for this baggage because this is like it's shaped who I am and who I am is pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. It's our humanity. It is. And just this past Valentine's Day. I was sending out messages to all my friends saying, I love you. Happy Valentine's Day. It's not just like for the relationships. Right. And, and I was sending messages to so many of like my fellow MRA alums. And I was just feeling so deeply grateful that I had so many more people that I could say, I love you too, because of this program. I was like, wow, I ha- there are so many people that I get to say, I love you too. And before even going through all of this, I had a hard time. I never thought I had a hard time with love, but I did think it was weird that people said, I love you. If it like they either just met them or they, they weren't in a romantic relationship. I thought it was a little odd. And I always felt a little uncomfortable with it, but now I can so freely say, I love you because I do see myself and everybody else as whole, like you mentioned. Wow. That to me is is what authentic living is. When we live authentically, something shifts around us too. Like I, you know, the relationship, you think about your, your marriage, right? Like that you're a beautiful example of what shifts and changes and rearranges when you yourself are living authentically. And the friendships, the relationships, the people, the situations, the experiences you start to call in. And it's like, you're, you're, I truly believe that my most, my biggest priority in running the MRA and building a business is living an authentic life myself, because if I'm living authentically, I'm calling in the right students. <laughs> and that's why we get this incredible space filled with humans who are just oozing with authenticity, just oozing with it. Right. <laughs> it's not because I have good marketing or I'm like good <laughs> messaging or good copy or like all that. It's because we embody that and, and that that's what gets called in. And so when you do step into that and embody it, like you say, yeah, what is the relation to then manifestation and like manifesting your dream clients? Like, how does yeah. that happen? So kind of going back to the dream, whatever dream is on your heart, like, you know, you're first and foremost, we have to get clear on what it is that we desire. What, what do you want? What is that dream that wants to be birthed through you? <laughs> What do you want to create in this one life you have to live? What, what do you want? And that dream is ever evolving, ever expanding, ever growing. It's ever changing. So you're going to come. So now you are the living embodiment of a dream right now. And right. And you've left the bank. You are, you are doing it. You are in it. You are the living embodiment of a dream you had when you and I first started talking. Not that long ago. Not that long ago. We started in September of 2020. Right. Yeah. And graduated July 2021. Right. Which is like, yeah, I know. It's just been over a year since the very first day. And right. I'm still in awe at how fast things are happening for me and it's how incredible. Yeah, it is. And I didn't. I, I never allowed, and I, again, talking about the permission, I never allowed myself to dream big. And I don't know if it was that it just wasn't even at the forefront because I was dealing with, with life as it was happening, but 
through the first practitioner's training. And so I, like, I'm going to link this program because it's changed my life, No, you know, and the, there's the first part, the three months. And yeah. that is where you really start to, to develop. You, you speak of the mind rebel. That's yeah. where you do the work, your work, your yeah. work and showing up week by week. And what happened for me personally was this idea and concept of the mind rebel being a part of us was allowing me to, to set boundaries and distinguish when I'm showing up in my mind rebel, which was quite often. Right. Right. But being able to see the separation of it and and this creating a persona for it allowed me to like check myself and say like, are you showing up right now in your mind rebel? Are you showing up as who you want to be? And so Mm -hmm. that was the first step. And then the next step was we did this beautiful exercise and this is like the favorite, my, my favorite thing I've ever done. We started off with the nature story and then that yeah. took us into like this life vision and the I am statement. And, and that was the first time I was able to, and I don't know if you remember this, but we were about to present our I am statements and I was like bawling, bawling beforehand because I was, it, I was so proud of myself for being able to say these beautiful things about myself. Mm-hmm. And I never allowed myself the permission to do that before. I knew I was doing work and I knew I, I wrote them down. I was able to get there, but I never gave myself the permission to create this I am statement of who am I? And I get to choose this. This is how I'm showing up and this is all coming from me. And from there, I decided that I'm going to show up in the world as this person. So I got clear, like you said, on that vision, and then I showed up. And if I wanted more communication in my relationship, I started communicating more. And if I wanted more kindness in a specific situation, I showed up in kindness because that's what my I am statement says about me. And that's who I am. And so I started to embody this vision. And that was the first time I had ever been able to do something like that because I didn't even know it was an option. And that's what this whole episode is about. It's like, allow yourself to dream because that's how it starts. That's how it, that's, it's the birthplace. It's that is the, it. It's, it is the creative birthplace. What I love about the story that you just shared is that nothing, you, you did that embodiment before things, you were still at the bank you were st- right. Like yeah, nothing, I was still in my marriage. I was nothing still- on the outside. No. I always say the quickest way to close the gap from where you are today to where you want to be in your vision is to become that version of you in the vision today, despite current circumstances, despite not all of the pieces of the vision being in. It's not that once you get the job or once you get the marriage or once you get the thing or the money or the blah, 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 whatever it is, then I will feel these things. That is like, you will be chasing those feelings for a lifetime. If you are chasing the things, it's the opposite. It's inside out. It's, I will become that version of me. I will become kindness. I will become patience. I will become the communicator I want to be. I will become the things in my vision because that is who I am. And once I embody those things, that's when life starts to powerfully reorganize around me. <laughs> as it has. Right? Almost magically <laughs> at times. Bring me the things. Bring and 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 bring me the things that that I couldn't have even planned for in my map of how it's all going to unfold. And that's why the hows are none of our business. The hows are not our, our, our business in this work. Our business in this work is the becoming. That's it right there. It's the becoming. It's just do it. Yeah. It's just be. Yeah. And don't worry about anything else around you because everything is going to fall into place for you. Right. There's this fear, a common fear that I think many of us experienced as we were transforming is we're going to lose people in our lives. Right. Yes. People won't be able to keep up. And and I don't know if I'm ready for that. That, that, that's a common fear. It is a common fear. And what, what's interesting is I haven't even needed to have conversations with people because as I continue to glow, like I I'm like, emitting this beautiful light and I know it, 
Yeah, you people. are. <laughs> you are. As I'm sick right now and like, I know, <laughs> but you still are, no matter how sick you are. <laughs> people will be blinded by that. Mm. The people that can't, they'll know that the, they're not ready yet to step into that light. Ooh, I love that. That's how I feel. So there, are, I have lost touch with some people, but it wasn't because anything happened. It was yes. just simply I'm becoming and I, and the door is open anytime, but right. I'm not having the same conversations and yeah. we're not, we're not going right. to do the same. Commonality. There's not, there's yeah. no, the conversations are different. The energy is different. Like you no longer can you have gossipy conversations or like just, just not even, it's not even in your consciousness anymore. Right. And so things change. That was a big one. The gossip. Yeah. I, I, I used to gossip a lot. And (laughs) really, yeah, Yeah. it's just, I think it's just like, it's a thing you do. It's a thing that you do. It's a thing that you do. And I think that like, I, I really like the fact that I'm not a judgmental person, but then I'm like, why am I gossiping? And, and, and with the gossip and with judging other people, it's like saying, I am not, they are, therefore I am not right. When we're saying it and when we're judging people like that person is lazy, must mean I'm not lazy because I'm saying that they're lazy. Making ourselves feel better about something that's missing or empty inside. Exactly. But with this full authentic embodiment, there's no room for that. Oh, I don't need to do that to feel better. It just, it's not kind. Right. And, (laughs) and it's like when you are living authentically and when you are embracing all of the aspects of yourself, including our mind rebel, including the parts of us that don't show up the best way, or including the parts of us that are scared and fearful and make, you know, make, I I even hate to use the word wrong, but, you know, make the wrong choice. Or when we recognize that we all have this mind rebel inside and we, instead of like trying to push this part of us away and like shame that part of us down. We actually just like look at this part of us and say, Oh, I I see you're scared. (laughs) I see you. And, and we like nurture this part of us back to health, back to alignment, back home. That is when that is like, that is when we come home to ourselves. And that is when we can see the world and others through this clear lens and recognize that, Hey, if someone else in my life, you know, going back to that conversation you had with your husband, that was just like his little mind rebel showing you what he doesn't, you know, with some of his limiting beliefs. And you're like, Oh, Oh, that's not about me. That's just yours. Okay. It's like, there's no need to engage in that. There's no need to judge that. There's no, there's no need to fixate on that because that's yours and it's not mine. And I'm so busy working on myself that I'm not trying to change anybody right. else. Like right. the, and that how refreshing is that? Oh my gosh, as a recovering <laughs> codependent, people pleasing, all the things. That was my MO. I was trying to fix and heal and save everybody else in my life. I I looking back to make myself feel happy. If, you know, I, I think about, you know, my, my husband and I have a, you know, we've been together for, I've actually lost count. I think it's be 17 years now. Wow. And it, we were really young and we were really in a, in a crazy lost and chaotic and dramatic place when we started dating. And so we've had an insane journey together. And I spent the first seven years of our relationship thinking that if I could fix him and turn him into the person that I want him to be, then I would be happy. And so you can imagine like (laughs) what followed that mindset of it was, it was, it was chaotic and it was filled with um, codependency. And, you know, the more I tried to fix him, the more he rebelled against me. And it was just this really unhealthy relationship that we had created. And it wasn't until things got so bad that I had an, a, an absolute breakdown in my life. And that was the, the, the catalyst for a massive transformation and healing 
inside of my own journey. And I knew I had to do that on my own. In fact, we actually broke up during that time. And I knew that one of two things was going to happen. Either my healing was going to inspire his, or like you said, my light (laughs) couldn't keep up with his and, and we would grow, we would grow apart. And I'm happy to say that the first was true for us where my transformation inspired his and we've been growing together ever since. Again, going back to, it wasn't until I took my eyes off fixing him and and reversed them on, okay, wait a second. I need to fix me. I need to look at me. I need to look at why do I even feel the need to fix him? Like I need to look at my own healing, my own growth, my own limiting beliefs, my own shit and, and stop fixating on everybody else. And that was a massive, massive, massive turning point in my life. There's a huge accountability piece to that. Yeah. It's personal responsibility. Yeah. I remember when we graduated from the program, you said, okay, like what, what's the gift here? Like you've all got a gift. What is it? And I said, and it's funny. Cause like, I I'm so judgmental, like with myself. So I like for days was like, why did I say that? But it, it, it was, you see people as whole. Yeah. I can see everybody as whole. And that has changed my life. It changes everything. It's such a small statement, isn't it? But the impacts of that statement is it changes the way we parent our children, which will change the way they grow up into adults, which will change their relationships, which will change their children, which will change their children, which will, right? It creates these ripple effects in the world that is like, it cannot be under, this is how we're going to heal the world. It cannot be understated. It's so simple. It's so simple. But it will it it will it will change our families, our communities, our relationships. It's it's incredible. It's extraordinary. So, what would you say to someone who is listening and saying, "Where do I begin? What do I do? Where do we begin? We begin. Let's go back to the vision. The vision. I I, I think I believe again. I could have this all wrong. <laughs> But I believe with every ounce of my soul that when we tap into that vision, we're tapping into something greater. We're tapping into something powerful and beyond us. And it's like that when we tap into that vision, we're tapping into what life wants for us. And I also believe that there is a part of us inside of every single one of us. There is a wisdom inside of us that knows something that our conscious minds don't know. And we, we can tap into that when we start to cultivate that vision and your vision might start off materialistic. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with material materialism, but it might start off with, I want the house or I want the the perfect relationship, or I want the family, or I want the money, or it might start off like, let's not even call that materialistic. Let's just call that surface level. It might just start off on the surface. That's okay. That's a great starting point. But what I would love people to do is start to peel back the layers of each of those aspects. Why? Why do you want the house? You know, when I, part of my vision uh, years ago, which I'm in today, is part of my vision was this this beautiful home in the country. And I had all the details mapped out. And, but when I really got clear on why, why did I want that house? Why did I, why did I want that as part of my vision? I wanted to feel surrounded by nature. I wanted my house to feel like a sanctuary. I wanted to be able to go like when I looked around I wanted to be able to, I wanted family and friends around our, our big harvest table. I wanted laughter echoing through every hallway of our home. I wanted my kids to feel spacious running around like little crazy people, like just, right. I wanted, I wanted to hear splashing in the pool with like laughter. I wanted, right. Like 
I wanted to feel that was all the juiciness behind the house. You feel how that's so much more powerful than just like, I want a house in the country, you know, like, why do you want those things? And so like that informs the essence. That's like the creative power. That's like the, the juice of the vision. And so let yourself get into those deeper layers. Why do you want that relationship? Why do you want that thriving marriage? Because I want to feel safe, because I want to feel adored, because I want to feel love, because I want to feel desire, because I want to feel those things. Like, right? Like that's like those desires, those deep, deep yearnings. That is the language of your soul. That's like some powerful shit right there. Like that's the language of your soul. And when you tap into that, and you allow, give yourself permission. Like you keep saying, give yourself permission to tap into that, put that on paper and even better say it out loud. That's, that's what makes practitioner training. So powerful is when you are sitting in a space of other humans and you are declaring the biggest juiciest vision for your life to people who are holding it for you and holding you whole it's magnetizing. It's catalyzing. It breathes life into the vision. It makes it real, right? That's a starting point is your vision. And, and then it becomes a process of taking step by step by step, baby steps in the direction of that vision without mapping out all the hows, <laughs> Your mind will want to know all the hows. You have to keep reminding yourself that the hows are none of your business. Action is required, yes. But you only have access to one to three next best steps on this journey. That's it. I believe that your, your soul is trying to shine a spotlight on your one to three next best steps towards that vision. And that's all you have access to is one to three right in front of you. And so what are those one to three next steps that feel like they're in the direction of vision? Maybe it's like, it's a big leap. Maybe it's leaving your job, right? Maybe it's starting a podcast. (laughs) Maybe it's letting go of a friendship, ending a relationship, putting up a boundary. Maybe it's turning off your computer and taking that mental health day that you know you need. I don't know what it is. We can't even pretend or we only, you know, only, you know, what that voice of wisdom inside of you that is trying to show you the way, the quickest way from where you are today to where you're meant to be in the vision, only, you know, and when we quiet down the noise of the world and all of the outside opinions and the inside ones, (laughs) When we quiet all of that down, we can access something inside of us far wiser and far deeper, something inside of us that that sees the whole picture, that knows something that our conscious minds don't. That's when we access that part of ourselves that knows the step forward. And that's the process. That's it right there. That is it. That's so huge but so still so little right but so massive yeah it's like what are you feeling and why and then get deeper and deeper and deeper right And, and it's like your emotions your how you feel becomes this compass inside like you know when you're looking at those next best steps right in front of you towards your vision, you know, if there is, you know, something that's coming into your experience, that doesn't feel good rather than reacting to it on autopilot. Let's like sink into why, why is this not making me feel good? Is this, is this pressing up boundary? Is this, or is this making me uncomfortable in a good way? Is this a growing edge of mine that I need to actually lean into? Again, this is why advice can be so dangerous, right? And we know that as coaches, this is why advice can be so dangerous because no one knows your truth more than you know your truth. I mean, coaches can help you access your truth, which is so freaking powerful. But, but you know 
what's right and true and good for you. If you, if you, and if you allow yourself and you give yourself that permission to get to those deeper layers, and then if you trust it, because you can hear it, but can you trust it? Can you trust it enough? And we've been conditioned to not listen to our gut feeling. Of course. That's scary. It's so scary. Yeah. Why am I feeling this way? Oh, go away. You're interrupting. Right. But that, but that's all we've got. Yeah. That's like this, our superpower is that we have intuition. Yeah. It's guiding us. It's guiding us every day and every moment it's speaking to us. And if we could prioritize that above anything else, your life would change as you know, right? (laughs) As we know, because we are living embodiments of this work. Yes. But if you can prioritize that voice as your North star above anything else, life will begin to split oceans and move mountains to get you to where you desire to be in that vision. And the vision might not be exactly what you had in the timelines that you had decided, Mm. right? In the exact way, but it's going to unfold in such a beautiful, co-creative, magical way. And the path is going to unfold and then new pieces of the vision are going to get clearer. And, you know, the, the, the whispers from life leading you in different directions and the chance encounters and the opportunities and the this and the, it's just, this is how this magical path unfolds to get you to where you want to be. And of course, even that, is not an arrival. As you know, as the living embodiment of a vision, there's always, our visions are always ever, ever changing, ever growing, ever expanding, because we are ever changing, ever growing and ever expanding. And so your, your, your vision, I'm sure you have a new vision statement of where it is that you're desiring to go. And, and so when we see it as this never ending journey, we can stop chasing the vision altogether and enjoying every part of the unfoldment of the ride, because this is what life is all about. And not getting too attached to the details that my brain creates is actually what's helped me move so much faster. And it's taken away the fear of, of this might not work. Like I've, for my podcast, I've blindly reached out to people I don't even know. I've just seen their content. Content it resonates. I was like, "Hey, can you please be on my podcast?" I've because I've al- allowed myself to have this big dream and this big vision. I'm like everything that because it's in alignment with me. Everything that is meant for this podcast is going to happen. And I reach out, and I don't care if they say no because that's okay. It's good practice. And then I move on to the next one. Or if they don't say no, like I've asked, they, oh, I'm not right now. Okay, well, I'll be in touch soon or I'll, yeah. I'll check in again. And, and the, the, I used to be scared to do that. I used to be scared of the rejection. Yeah. Scared of the no. Fear, the what? The, absolutely. And, and scared of the idea that we are ever changing because I thought that I had to commit. I've, I've decided to work here or I've decided to work on this one project and I don't know how long I'm going to be doing a podcast for. I mean, I have big, huge dreams for it, but if it changes, that's okay because I'm continuing to change. How liberating is that statement? It's freedom. Yeah. That's, that's the freedom. I allowed myself to th- say, okay, well, what do I want to do with my life? Like, what is the big vision? Like, what's the next big thing? And it was, I would love to have like an HGTV show or like oh. something. Cause I love design. Right. I see that for and you. My husband is a builder. And like, I, I was it. like, I love that. And, and what did I do? I remembered, and this just happened, I'd say a month and a half ago. I remembered a year before some girl that I follow on Instagram tagged a producer of a show that was on Netflix. And I like went back and found that person. And I sent her a message on Instagram and I don't know her. I just said, hello. So-and-so I have an idea. I want to pitch to you about a show. And she responded. Okay. So I am like, look at what I can do. Look at what I'm capable. I'm feeling like so high. 
And then I tell my husband and I didn't tell him that I messaged her. I would just was waiting to see what would happen because it was a long shot. I forgot about it. It took a week and I just, you know, I just like, okay, I tried, at least I tried. And the fact that she responded to me allowed me to see like, look, anything that I want, I can have. And I, I, I can't let fear get in the way and I can't get the little details get in the way. And so yeah. he said, well, what's this show about? I said, I don't know yet. We're going to figure it out. They're going to tell us. And like, and he's like, I don't want to show. And then I crashed and I was like, mm, and yeah. I was like, he doesn't want to show. I want to show. This is like a huge dream that I have for myself. And then I had to sit with that for a few days and feel the devastation of it. And I, and I allowed myself to sit in that and kind of wallow a little bit. Cause I'm like, Oh yeah. my God, my dreams are crushed. And then I, and then I came back to reality a little bit and I said, and I learned, I really learned this is that his path is going to be different from my path. And I can still have these big, huge dreams for myself. I don't have to do it with him. I can do it alongside him. Oh, wow. And so it's not always going to look exactly what you think it's going to look right. Like. Right. Don't get caught up in the details, but just yeah. do it and move forward in it. And I still have that dream and I have huge people I want to interview on my podcast. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm allowing myself. Yeah. And, you know, as someone who sees your authentic self and who loves you dearly and who has just witnessed your, your incredible journey. When you tell me your dream, Sana, I, there, I believe you. <laughs> there is not an ounce of me that feels like that is not possible for you. And I think that the reason you know, beyond the fact that I adore you. Right. But the, but, but the real reason I can hold that space for you is because I too have a big dream and I can hold that space for me. Right. So I don't have to shrink you. Yes. And that's, we don't have to worry about everybody else around us. Yeah. Because we can just continue to do what's right for us. Yeah. And that's why I I was so happy to have you on here. And that's why I'm so grateful for this community and this, this course that you've created for everybody else, because you're giving us all this opportunity and you're so genuinely happy for us. And you're such a big part of that. And because of that, we can continue and create, I'm creating a community at this podcast and I'm, and I'm helping people discover their own wisdom through this. And by inspiring, like you said, it's either pain or it's inspiration. Yeah. If I could just inspire one person who will then inspire somebody else and it's a ripple effect. So mm-hmm. thank you so much because what you're doing is massive. Mm. I'm going to fully receive that. <laughs> and thank you for being here today. Oh my God. This is my pleasure. <laughs> I'm going to tag you and I'm going to let people know about this MRA program. Uh, Again, I've said it before and I'll continue to say it. It's changed my life for the absolute best. It's the best thing that I ever did for myself. I invested in myself and everybody is worthy of doing that. That's a wrap on this week's episode of the Hasten App Podcast. Please follow along on Instagram. Handle is at H-E-Y dot S-A-N-A-A to continue the conversation. And please share this with your friends and family if you think that anyone out there needs to hear today's message. Together, we can really help a lot of people. Have an excellent day and thanks for tuning in.